Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, and welcome to episode five of The Season Keepers, the show where the only two people we recommend keeping for the season is us. My name is Matt, aka Clean Sheet Wipeout. And my name's James, aka FPL Drug. Good to see you, mate. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. Um, bit knackered. I climbed uh, Snowden yesterday. Oh, um, it was chucking it down the whole, well, from halfway up. Uh, pretty grim, to be honest. Uh, some chafing, but we'll, uh, we'll avoid that. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, conquered it. Two, two down, just Ben Nevis to go for me. Good man. How did, um, how did Storm, your missus, cope with uh, being dragged up to the top of the mountain in the pouring rain? Yeah, she did well, bless her. Um, yeah. yeah, she just kept going. Um, so maybe Ben Nevis would be a different story, but yeah, it was good fun. <laughs> You're looking a bit like you got stuck up Snowden, mate, to be fair. <laughs> yeah, the, the hairs have getting pretty much been the longest I've ever had it. So uh, I'm just, uh, just enjoying having it long. You're uh, keeping that lockdown uh, hairdo for a little while longer. Exactly, yeah. Ride, ride, nice. ride away. Uh, my my uh my past few days haven't been as dramatic as yours. I did a um my first FPL draft uh for this season with the um Chapman guys that I've been mates with on Twitter and stuff before. So that was good fun. And then I've got another Planet FPL one tonight, pretty much immediately after we finish recording this. So enjoying these drafts. Kind of takes the mind off sort of my own team, which uh is still a bit of a mess, but you'll see that later on. <laughs> yeah, nice distraction, I bet. Definitely. So um for those listening, I think the the agenda for today, I think we're going to run through our season predictions, which we thought we'd do, obviously, prior to season start on Saturday. Gives us something to um, laugh about at the end of the season, see how shit we did and how ridiculous some of our predictions were. And then uh, we'll move on to our FPL drafts, kind of run through our thoughts and processes as to why we've got certain players. But in all honesty, I think both of us, I'll admit, we're still in a tinkering stage. It's It's been quite a difficult season this season, hasn't it? Oh yeah, yeah. No, I'm still tinkering. I didn't even have a player in my in the last slot of my draft about 30 minutes ago. So it's chaos. Yeah. So that sums that up. And then uh, to end it, as always, we'll answer your questions. And we've got quite a few this week, so I'm looking forward to getting stuck into those. Yeah, definitely. So um, to start with, should we run through our Premier League table predictions for the 2021 season? Yeah. Uh, bo- bottom to top, see where we're putting people, and then. Uh, Maybe say a bit as to why we think we've positioned them where they are. Okay, I'll I'll go first. Um, so bottom of the league, maybe no surprise. I've uh, I've got Fulham. Oh, is okay. that different for you? Yeah, slightly different, but uh, maybe not not by much. So I, I've uh, gone I've gone West Brom. You've gone West Brom. Okay, yeah, I think uh, yeah, a lot of fair amount of people have got them to go straight back down. So I wouldn't disagree. Um, yeah, I've got Fulham uh, rock bottom. I think uh, they just won't have enough to to stay up. Personally, I think yeah, they may, might finish 19 for 18, but I think they're going down. Personally, yeah, I agree. So I think the similar process thinking for me for um, West Brom. You know, obviously they've they've gone for Pereira. They've now got Dean Garner back in. It's players that they're used to, but I just don't think they've got enough both defensively and going forward to get the goals that they need and keep the clean sheet. So I think I think they'll finish bottom personally. Okay. Uh I'll go for 19th now. Uh 19th for me might be a surprise for some. Um but I've uh, I've got Aston Villa at 19th. Uh, wow, you think West Brom will finish above Aston Villa? I do. Uh yeah. you'll see how how far <laughs> above. Wow. <laughs> uh, 
so nineteenth um, for Villa. I don't even. I did see they made a signing after I made this prediction of. Uh, I think this is the Brentford striker Ollie Watkins, uh, which is in fairness a good signing. Uh, it's sort of on the levels of Neil Mope before him. Uh, so another great talent from Brentford. Uh, I, I even with that signing, I still think they're going to struggle. I think they struggled last season and I think if Grealish plays the way he did at the set back end of last season, I think mm. they'll they'll be they'll be down there. Yeah, and no, honestly yeah. I think he was shite post lockdown, wasn't he? He yeah, just yeah, didn't seem terrible. to be a player. Terrible. And then the whole team just kind of shuts down without him performing. He was the kind of the star man, the the person that was sort of Mr. Villa, like pulling them through it. Mm. And and then as soon as he his form dropped, their form dropped. Um, so I'm a bit worried about Villa, even with that new signing. I think they're still got potential to go down, and that's why I've got them 19th. I'm, I'm intrigued to see um, what Ollie Watkins is going to be priced in FPL because if he's in and around 5.5 million, you know, for that lower team, then I think he's a, a good prospect. Anything above that, I think there's better strikers. But he looked oh, really I, good. I in the think he'll be six million. I think it wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, similar to like the likes of Che and Mitrovic, and then you're probably staying away, aren't you? Yeah. Who's not? Who's nice for you? Um, I've gone Fulham, so no surprise. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I think similar thinking to you. I, Mitrovic is obviously their talisman, but other than him, I don't think they've got the goals there to keep themselves up. They might might be better defensively than they were obviously the season that they were last up, but I, I can't see them scoring enough goals, sadly. Yeah, okay, fair enough. Uh, so, 18th for me yep. is West Brom. So, I do still have them to go down. Uh, I think they're going to maybe play better than people were expecting, um, with the likes of uh, Dean Garner and Pereira. I think they're going to be a decent team. But just as with Norwich last season, you can play good football, but you can still quite easily go down. Yeah. Um, I think they... Even with those signings, they don't have enough. I think they need more signings uh, to stay up, more in midfield, more in defence. Um, yeah, yeah, I think I think 18th for West Brom personally. Yeah, no, I'd, I'd agree with you there, and um, I'm glad you've put that because Aston Villa are my 18th. So we've both got the oh, same wow. three same, teams to go down. Same, same three. There we go. Yes, yeah, again. Down this. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I also think Villa will struggle this season. Obviously, they struggled last season and managed to keep themselves up. But without Grealish, you know, they aren't the team that they need to be to stay in the Premier League. And um, I, I just don't think they've got enough to to warrant staying in the Premier League at the moment. They don't seem to be signing the players I think that they should be. Um, Grealish will only be there for so long. And, you know, they're essentially one injury, maybe two away from you know, be even lower down the table, in my opinion. Yeah. But without, without Grealish, obviously, we saw how they struggled without McGinn last season. He was, I think, mm. a big miss for them. If Grealish was to get injured, God, God help them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I think this might be the season that we see Aston Villa go down. Sorry to the Villa fans, but hope you prove me wrong. Yeah, yeah. Uh, shall I go for 17th? Yeah, go on then. Might be a shock to some. May not be, considering... Uh, the way that the Ingarner transfer panned out, but I've gone West Ham at 17th. Exactly uh, the same here. Wow, there we go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, I think uh, 
the team's morale is going to be a bit low after selling Dean Garner. Like, their intent as a club is... Look, you've got teams like Newcastle ploughing yeah. money into their, into their players, into their teams. And West, West Ham, are, you wonder where all the money's gone. Like they've, they've sold players like Pyatt and so on. Um, and they've not invested nowhere near as much as they should be, especially considering they're only... Uh, I think they're only renting the stadium at a fairly cheap rate, aren't they? And they're getting, they're getting reasonable, <laughs> we're getting reasonable attendances. Yeah, obviously funded by the, the taxpayer. That's another uh, problem itself, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so um, I've got them 17th and so have yeah, you. Got I've gone 17th. Um, did you see Noble's tweet? I did. That's yeah, fine. I think that, that sums it up really for me. You know, that there's obviously issues behind the scenes at West Ham. West Ham fans aren't happy at all. And that, those first fixtures by, um, yeah, the first, what, eight, eight, nine fixtures? Horrendous. I think if they're, you know, bottom, second from bottom from there, I'll struggle to see them recover. I think they've probably got slightly more going forward than the other three, which is why I've put them 17th. You know, if yeah. the likes of Antonio and Ale, and then obviously Suchet kind of um, popping in with some goals. That might well, yeah, I feel up. like they've got enough to survive um, with, all those attacking players. Um, it's just the whole morale and the situation and obviously at the back as well. Yeah, I think it'll be a difficult season for them. Yeah. Okay. Uh, shall I move to, on to 16th? Uh, oh, no. 16th for me is Crystal Palace. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. Um, despite, obviously, they performed fairly well at the uh, start of last season. Their form in, at the back end of last season wasn't great. And then... I, the thing is, I do, I do think Easy is a really good signing, um, but I still think the teams are at, uh, the teams I've placed above them have got more. They've got more. They've got more about them, and I think that losing run at the end of last season, I feel like that may happen again. It wasn't great, was it? No, no, they they, they and it just went on. To be honest, like uh, they didn't look really look like breaking it. No, so, no. I I think I've you'll, you'll see where I put Crystal Palace, but I might be slightly over-egging their chances. I just hope that you know Zaha and Easy, Eze, um, kind of perform for them because you know they're they're both good FPL options as well. To be fair, they just yeah. they, they really need to improve defensively, don't they? I'd be happy for them to improve. Um, I actually quite like Palace as a team. Um, It'd be great to have, obviously, easy as a whatever you <laughs> team. <laughs> um, yeah, so who, who have you got 16th? I've gone Brighton. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I've put Brighton 16th. Um, I know they've made a few signs, uh, obviously brought in Lalana, but uh, I, I can see them still fighting to, to stay in the Premier League. You know, they're, 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 they can be a good team on their day, but... Um, I don't think that they're going to be breaking into the top half, which is obviously where they want to be. They've got some money behind them. They're in the relatively new stadium at the Amex and they perhaps should be pushing. But at the moment, I don't think they've got enough firepower to uh, to propel where they want to be. Yeah, I wouldn't disagree with that, to be honest. Uh, you'll see where I've put Brighton. Um, I think they may perform better than some people are expecting. Uh, they do tend to get written off each year by mm. people. They do get people do get proved wrong, and yeah, they've made a couple of decent signings. I think this season, and obviously they've let Button go, which will be a massive loss. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <You. laughs> I, I think Potter will uh, 
keep him in the league again. To be fair, he, he's a yeah. good manager technically as well. Yeah, I, I think I think so. Um, he worked his magic, shall we say? So fifteenth, I wanted to put this team higher, uh, as I actually in my head feel like they should finish twelfth. However, um, due to just trying to fit in all the other teams, I've ended up putting them fifteenth, and it's uh, it's the new boys' leads. Right, I mean. I've got Leeds as 15th. I think they'll do well, but maybe not as well as some people are saying. So some people are saying 8th, 7th, even even top 6, which I think yeah. is a bit too too much. They're not, they're not, not all. I don't, I don't think they're going to do that well. Do, I think they're going to do a decent job. I don't think they're going down. I think they're going to do well. I think they're going to be mid to lower mid-table. And that's why I've got them 15th. Um, who's 15th for you? Um, might come as a bit of a surprise. I've gone Burnley. Okay, all right. Yeah, I know. Um, it, it was one when I was doing the league table where I'm kind of having an eyeing about it. But I just think it's the same every season at the moment. And um, teams are starting to, I think, suss Burnley out. I know Sean Dyche, brilliant manager. He's done exceptional at Burnley. But I think this might be the season that they start to come unstuck a little bit which is why I've put them 15th. I think they'll be safe, you know, there's no doubt about it. And obviously yeah. you've got Chris, well, Chris Wood, J-Rod, um, top, you know, pretty pretty decent acquisitions. Defensively, you know, they can be solid. They've got Tarkovsky, for instance, likes a Taylor, good, good FPL, and obviously um, Popey. But I don't know, I just, I've got a horrible feeling that they're going to struggle. So okay. we'll, we'll have to see. Uh, you'll see where I've placed them uh soon i don't i don't disagree entirely with what you said um uh yeah you'll see where i've put them uh so 14th for me is uh uh brighton okay yeah so hence why i didn't really disagree with you too much uh i think they'll do better than people are thinking uh saying um but i don't think they'll be pulling up any trees i don't think they'll be going into the top 10 anytime soon um, so I've got I've got them as fourteenth. Uh, who's fourteenth yeah, for you? That seems fair. I've um I've gone Palace as fourteenth. Yeah, I okay. kind of agree with what you were saying. So um I think yeah, probably mid to lower mid table. I think I think they'll be okay. But yeah, I've put them as fourteenth this season. Okay, thirteenth uh, for me is Burnley. All right. So okay. Not too far off where what we just said. Yeah. Um, I do think they'll obviously be poorer than this season. Uh, not to the extent of what you've said, but for, um, I, yeah, I do think they'll regress a little bit. Uh, but I, I've got them as 13th, as I think tactically he's a very good manager and I still think they'll uh, they'll do a decent job on teams. Um, so that's why I've got them as 13th as opposed to, say, 15th, 16th. Yeah, oh, yeah they'll, they'll definitely do the business against them and they've always got a surprise in them, don't they? So. 13th for you? Um, I've gone... Might be surprising. I've gone Sheffield United. Okay, yeah. I I think that this season they'll get found out a little bit more than they did last season. Um, we noticed that they kind of regressed post lockdown and then sadly missed out on Europe. And yeah. I can see it being a very similar start as well. Um, you know, defensively they're exceptional, but the loss of Henderson might might be an issue. We'll we'll have to wait and see. But teams have had a season to figure out how Sheffield United play. Um, and, you know, they'll go into it well, a lot better tactically, I think, in dealing with uh, those overlapping centre-backs. And uh, going forward, you know, obviously McGoldrick does a job, but he's no kind of top goal scorer. Um, 
So we'll have to wait and see. But yeah, I think see Sheffield United won't be anywhere near top half this season. Yeah, I agree with pretty much everything you've just said there. And that's why they are 12th in mine. Ah, there we uh, go. So <laughs> there you go. I, I don't think I need to add much more than that. I kind of echo, echo your thoughts. Uh, so who have you got 12th? I've gone Leeds. Ah, I, yeah. I, I agree with you. I don't think there'll be, you know, this top six, top eight that I've seen banded around a few times. I think they'll have their moments. They'll definitely, you know, push teams. So it wouldn't surprise me if they get a few points you know, against top six teams, for instance. But under Bielsa, you know, we've seen in the championship as well. They, they tend to potentially tire, you know, second half of the season. And as strong as their squad is, I don't think it's top half quality at the moment. I think they maybe need a season of bedding in and then yeah. providing that they stay up, they'll no doubt make a few more signings either January or next summer to improve. And we've seen obviously Rodrigo come in, but he's not exactly prolific for uh, Valencia when he played there. So we'll have to see how he gets on. Yeah. Which is why at the moment I've put them 12th. So. Okay. Uh, I've maybe got a bit of a surprise pick here uh, for 11th. Uh, I think a lot of people will have them far higher up the table. Um, but I've actually gone Leicester as 11th. Wow. wow uh, okay. <laughs> I don't think they're going to have a good season. I think uh, the loss of Chilwell is going to hurt them, I think. And potentially Vardy may not have as good a season as he normally does. I know he's currently in my team. Uh, but he, obviously he is getting older, um, but he is still a decent, uh, still an excellent player. But I oh, think yeah. the overall team will be affected by the loss of Chilwell, and I think they can't sustain their their current position based on the the the, the strength strengthening of the other teams around them, the likes of Arsenal and so on. I think they're going to be leapfrogged by the likes of Arsenal, Spurs. Oh, never so I don't think I'll be challenging away too much. What how, my uh, <laughs> <laughs> just just give away your uh, your table now, mate. It's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think they'll be leapfrogged uh, by quite a few teams. Um, so that's why I've got them down on eleventh. Uh, okay. No, I, I, I agree to a point. Um, I think Leicester will definitely regress this season. I can't see them challenging for Champions League like they were last season. You know, and. Obviously, I think I've put them slightly higher on the table, which you'll see, and that's purely down to you know the likes of Madison staying fit and Pereira coming back fit because without without them they they struggle and um the the feels like there's a lack of depth in that squad yes yeah um definitely um for me I've gone Newcastle um as 11 okay. now this prediction was done slightly before obviously the announcements and stuff but I still think there'll be maybe uh, essentially mid table uh, the, the teams that are above them, I think, are, are better. They've definitely made some good signings. Obviously, bringing in uh, Wilson and Fraser from Bournemouth, I think that'll you know, push uh, the likes of St. Maximan and Almiron. For instance, you, you've got a pretty decent front four there if you play those three behind um, behind Wilson. So, I think they could do well. But uh, for me, uh, Newcastle, I don't think they've got enough just yet to be pushing top half. Okay. Decent, decent, decent prediction. Um, so I'll, I'll move on to 10th. And it's, it's our team, it's Saints. Wow, uh, okay, yeah. yeah. I think um, we're going to have a fairly good season. Um, I think we've, 
we've made it, uh, a couple of decent signings. Uh, obviously, Carl Walker-Peters is a great signing to get made permanent. Uh, Salisu will hopefully strengthen us at the back. Um, I still think there's a few teams uh, that have obviously placed above us that have more more to them. Uh, but I think we'll be in the top 10. Uh, maybe maybe a bit pessimistic even with 10th. We might, we might be a ninth and eighth or seventh. I'll take it. I don't see us in the top six. Um, and I don't see us going down. So I think we'll, we'll essentially be between eighth and twelfth, I think. Yeah, so that's, uh, why that's why I've gone 10th. I, I agree. Um, I've perhaps surprisingly put Wolves is, uh, wow. okay. is, is 10th. Yeah. I know that they, they missed out on, they missed out on Europe, didn't they? So um, mm. they don't have that to contend with, but I'm just a bit worried. I, I've seen, you know, there's, there's talks about them signing a few more Portuguese players before the start of the season and whatnot. But it, something just feels a little bit off. It was. Um, I think Doherty will be a huge loss, personally, for them. Mm. You know, that they're going to have to fill that right-back slot because yeah, that, that provided a... That is, yeah. I, I, I don't know why they've done that, to be honest. Especially no, if they sold him for... Yeah, what was it? Less than 15 million? But yeah. for... For them to not fill that right back slot, I think if they play say a three five two three four three, then you've got Traore probably filling in, you know, that right wing back. Do you do you want him there? He's he's not, you know, the same as Doherty in terms of his attacking output from the right. He really wants to be, you know, chasing through. So I'm a bit worried. And again, Jimenez is their their primary striker. I know you've got Jota, you've got Podence, um, both good options. But if Jimenez was to take a knock, are they really good enough to take on that mantle? Not so sure. So I'm a little bit worried about Wolves, you know. Inevitably, at the end of the season, we'll look back on this pod and I'll be like, Matt, what the fuck are you thinking? But for now, I've got Wolves as 10th. I feel like your Wolves is my Leicester, to be honest. I think I, I've put Leicester too low and I think you've put Wolves too low. Yeah. Uh, um, right, OK. I'll go ninth. Uh, ninth for me is Newcastle. So I think uh, they've made some excellent signings this window. Uh, some solid, sort of proven Premier League players, uh, the likes of Callum Wilson, Ryan Fraser. I think they could re uh, re-energize that partnership between Wilson and Fraser, uh, which was obviously a bit lacking last season. Wilson had a bit of a bad season, so to speak. He only got eight goals uh, the season beforehand. He, in the Premier League, he got fourteen. Um, I think we'll be seeing that kind of Wilson next season. I think it's exciting to have a decent number nine at Newcastle again, a decent attacker. Obviously, Joe, Joel Linton uh, don't really cut the mustard. Um, <laughs> no. So I think uh, getting Callum Wilson in is a very smart move. And for 20 million, that's great business by Mike Ashley. Obviously, he gets a lot of uh, abuse and he is a bit of a prick. But um, I think uh, that's some decent business. And Newcastle fans are certainly happy about the way this window's gone. And yeah, and I saw, I saw FPL of... Um... So I've kind of priced, obviously, them just before we potted it. Wilson at six and a half million and Fraser at six. So I think they're both good prices. Yeah. Yeah, you'll see my team later. <laughs> oh, OK. <laughs> um, for me, in ninth, I've gone Saints. Um, yeah. I think, you know, I'll, I'll take it. Top half or, you know, mid-table, bite your hand off at the start of the season for that. I think, obviously, everybody saw how well we played post-lockdown. We would have been third um, post-lockdown on that table. I don't think we'll push top six. You know, I don't think we've got the squad depth for it. But 
without having focus on you know European competitions and stuff. And I think the fact that Ralph is slowly integrating the players into his thinking, like his tactical awareness, going that four-two-two-two, the players are really buying into it. Um, so I think for us, it'll be a comfortable season, personally. Again, like you've mentioned, KWP and Salisu have come in in areas that we need to strengthen. And still a little bit dubious that we may be a little bit light defensive midfield-wise. You know, I know we've got uh, Prousey um, and Romeu, but... It's the departure of Hoiberg, isn't it? Yeah, I know Romeu technically at the moment is is that replacement, but behind him, I don't think the likes of Smallbone and stuff are quite good enough for the Premier League just yet. Well, yeah, um, Romeo could quite easily get suspended. We know what he's like. Uh, yeah. Oh, he's got exactly. a book in it, doesn't he? And obviously with VAR <laughs> and stuff. Uh, yeah, don't put him in your FPL team. <laughs> no, definitely not. <laughs> All right, so we're, we're looking at uh, top eight now. Top eight, yeah. Uh, so I'll go. Eighth, I've got Everton. Obviously, they've done some uh, yeah. decent business. They've got the likes of Allen in. They've got, uh, obviously, Hamas Rodriguez, which is a brilliant signing. Um, Very, yeah. Very impressive. I'd like to crowbar him into my team. He's not in there at the moment, but he obviously had a good couple of seasons at Bayern on loan from Real Madrid. Um, obviously, the Bundesliga is not the same as the Premier League, but it's not a league to be underestimated. Um, as we've seen, some German teams have smashed English teams in the past. So yep. um, I think Hamas Rodriguez is a great option. I think maybe I've overlooked or criticise people bringing in Calvert-Lewin, but that was before they signed Hammers Rodriguez. I think now they look a lot more attractive as FPL yeah. options. Um, but yeah, none of them are currently near my team. Uh, but yeah, I think Everton are going to have a fairly good season. I don't think they're going to go mental, so to speak, and finish in the top five, but they're going to they're finish eighth, I think. Yeah, I think their acquisitions have been really good, like you say. Um, DCL has become an option, in my opinion, because you've now got Alan Rodriguez and um, Richarlison kind of in behind him. So he's going to get the service that he potentially wasn't getting, you know, even, you know, especially post-lockdown. Surely Ancelotti can't be happy with what he saw for the last seven, eight games. Yeah, yeah. Um, and there's also rumours that they're going to bring in Decore as well, um, from what I've read. Yes, so, yes, I, uh, I forgot about that. I remember that, was, that news was happening around the same time as the rumours of Hammers Rodriguez, um, I think, yeah, another great addition if they were yeah, to get if, if they bring him in to bring those three players in, you know, this close to the start of the season, I think that's three brilliant kind of mm. midfield players that will inevitably improve the service up top. If they were to price the Curie at 5.5, he'd probably go straight in my team, I think, at a team like Everton. Yeah. Great at Watford, never mind Everton. We all know he'll be priced at six, though. Yeah. Who's <laughs> <laughs> eight for you? Uh, I've gone Leicester. So, like, like we touched on, yeah, I think they'll regress. But I think Vardy, you know, like I said, provided Madison and Pereira stay fit. I think they've got goals in them. Defensively, maybe a little bit more susceptible this season. Um, I know you've got Johnny Evans suspended for the first three games. Uh, Suchek, he's a good player, but I don't think he's a world-class kind of centre-back. Not Suchek. Um, you know who I'm talking about. What's his name? Soyuncu. Soyuncu, yeah. Very, very similar, you know? Similar. I was like, hang on a minute. Hold We've on, yeah. They, they've not got fucking Suchek at centre-back. God, yeah. <laughs> when did that transfer happen? Oh, yeah. Nah, Soyuncu. Yeah, yeah. 
But um, again, yeah, I don't think he's world class. I mean, Suchek definitely isn't a world class centre back. So, but um, and then you've obviously got the issue at the moment of Pereira being out, so Justin's covering. Yes. So we'll, we'll have to we'll have to see. I think they've got goals in them. I think I still think Vardy will be a you know twelve to fifteen goal season at least. You know, if not more. But I don't think they'll get Europe. No, no, I, I neither do I. <laughs> Play yes, still as we've seen. Uh, so seventh for me is a Wolves. Just missing out. So yeah, just missing out. I think um, they have another good season, but I think the teams I've placed above them have just got more more to them. I think I think seventh's just about right for Wolves personally. Yeah. Uh, it, seems, it seems the first part. Obviously, I've got them slightly further down, but uh, like you said, I think that they they prove that they can uh, beat the top end teams. It's just I'm a little bit worried about their uh, consistency this season. For yeah. me, I've got Everton um, just missing out on Europe. I think, okay. like, like we've just spoken about, signings are brilliant, personally. So, uh, we'll have to wait and see. But um, I think DCL, Richarlison, all far better options than they were two weeks ago, for instance. I don't think anybody were considering Everton teams. Um, I even listened to the, the Everton pod um, from the Planet FBL Correspondence Week, and he was so down uh, listening to it about, about Everton. But I reckon that's all changed now. Oh, yeah, some great pods there. Um, I listened, to the, I listened to the West Brom one. I wanted to sit here. Uh, Harrison's thoughts. Um, yeah, I think general. everybody did. I uh, really enjoyed it. And uh, I'm going to make time for the other pods as well. Um, but yeah, uh, interesting to see where you've put, put Everton. Yeah, yeah. So I've gone, I've gone seventh. Uh, okay, so top six. Yeah, it's where it gets the big one. Uh, So for sixth, I've got Spurs. I think they're going to have a solid, decent season. But again, I don't see them breaking into the top four as much as obviously Jose will want to. Um, I don't. I think I think sixth is going to be about right for them. I think Doherty will strengthen them. Um, but yeah, I, th- I feel I feel sixth is just right for them. I've also gone Spurs as sixth. Okay. Uh, much of the same reason as uh, you've put. And the other thing is I'm worried about their Europa League Thursday, Sunday, Thursday, Sunday. Yeah. Obviously, yeah, exactly. if they then it progress in the League Cup and the FA Cup, they've got a lot to contend with there. So, um, yeah, for me, Spurs finish sixth. Okay. Uh, let's be interesting if we have the same order. Um, well, we, we could well do. We'll find out. Yeah. Uh, so, for fifth, I've got Arsenal. Yep. I think they're... Have you got Arsenal as well? Indeed. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I think Arsenal are going to have a good season. I think uh, they've strengthened. I think they're going to play well. They're going, to, they're going to be decent, but I don't think they're going to have just quite enough to get into the top four. Um, your thoughts as well on Arsenal? Yeah, uh, like you said, I think they've strengthened defensively. Arteta's got them, you know, a lot more drilled uh, back there. You know, the likes of Tierney and stuff have uh, come in last season and stepped up. Just seeing that they've re-signed Danny Ceballos on loan. You know, perhaps he gets some more minutes this season. It'll be good because I think he's a brilliant player. Um, I just don't think that they've got enough going forward other than a Bamiyang to break into that top four. Because without him, you know, Lacazette, yeah, he's got goals in him, but you know, mm. occasionally rotated. And then you've got the likes of Nketiah, Saka. They're all good young players, but 
they're not the talisman that you need, I think, alongside Aubameyang to get yourself into the top. No, they're, they're not the elite level. They might be in a couple of years, but at the moment, they're not. Yeah, You need talent now. And I think that's been the case with Arsenal over the years, especially with uh, uh, Arsene in charge. Um, he was always thinking of the future, uh, yeah. and not so much in the present. And I think it's also indicated in Arsenal's pricing. Like You look at Aubameyang, he's 12 million. The others are... Five and a half, six, six and a half million. Like, yeah, there's a huge difference. I know you've got Pepe and William, but again, I just don't think there's enough there to get Arsenal into the top four, which is where they really should be. No, yeah, agreed. Um, I think, yeah, it's gonna be a shame that they're just gonna miss out. Um, so the top four, yeah, Champions League, yeah, it's, this one's tricky. Uh, very. very tricky. I could quite easily change this order to be honest. Um, but as it stands, I've got fourth place, I've got Man United. I think they're going to have a good season. Um, I think, obviously, they're going to make the top four. Uh, but as you'll see, the, the strength, the transfers a certain other team have made, which I'll mention later, I think puts them above Man United. And that's why they're fourth. 100% agree. I've got Man United fourth as well. Right, OK. We'll move swiftly on, maybe. Uh, yeah, I think we should. I don't think everybody knows about Man United. You know, you've yeah. got that, that front front three you've got Bruno in behind there's not a lot else to talk about so sixth fifth and fourth we've got the same uh, let's yep. see if we've got third the same uh, I think we may well I've got I've got Chelsea Likewise. Um, I think, yeah I think they've uh, made some decent business and I see no problems in them finishing third I just think City and Liverpool are still maybe just a fraction above them uh, obviously Havertz Werner Ziyech all great signings. It might oh, yeah. take a season for them to fully gel and together and to understand each other and work on the same wavelength. Yep. They may well challenge for the title next season, but this season, I don't think they'll be challenging for the title. Um, I, but I do think they'll finish third. Yeah, no, I fully agree. I think um, those signings have been exceptional. And if they don't get top four, I think Lampard will be in trouble. The reason yeah. that I don't see Chelsea pushing Liverpool or Man City at the moment is defensively. I know, obviously, they they brought in um, Silva, which brilliant, you know, very experienced. But they've still got, you know, the likes of Zuma hanging around, Aspilicueta's ageing, Reese James, you know, does he play all the time? And then at the moment, they've still got Kepa and goal. And with Kepa and goal, I don't think yeah. they're going to win the Premier League. So. That is a concern, yeah. Yeah, I, I agreed. I'm really uh, interested to see who you've got second. The top okay. two, yeah. Top Let's see. Two. If we, well, we know uh, if I put second, then we've got the and you put the same team for second. We've got the identical top six. We do, yeah. Um, so second for me, I've put Liverpool. I think Liverpool will miss out this year. I think City will be determined to win the league back, and I think I think Salah will play well, but I think the rest of Liverpool's team may drop off a little bit. I think they may feel the pressure of re retaining the title to be too much. And I feel like City will be so determined to win the title back. I think they'll, they'll, they'll have an edge. And also their squad depth is insane, Man City's. I, I think, and they've got the likes of, obviously, Foden coming, coming through as well. Um, he looked really good at the end of last season. Yeah. I, think, I think City are going to win the league. So I can confirm that we have 
exactly the same top six because I've got Liverpool second as well. <laughs> their their wow. form the post order. yeah, exactly the same order top six. <laughs> their form post lockdown worried me a little bit. Um, obviously, at the point where they had won the league, you know, they, they kind of seemed to down tools slightly. And I also think they may have a slight focus on the Champions League as well, given I don't think their fans nor Klopp were particularly happy in the way that they exited. Um, obviously, that they've missed out a little bit there. So they, they may kind of put the focus back on that. And also, like you said, I think Man City will be so driven to win that title back. And again, you know, Pep, neither Pep nor the board are going to be very happy that they've missed out on the Champions League this season. So yeah. they're going to have to go gung-ho. And I think they'll have to start the season quickly, build up some points. And I can see City doing that, which is why I've put them top. Wow, yeah. Identical top six. Uh, be interesting to see how uh, close we are. If, obviously, if yeah. we get it completely correct, uh, that'd be insane. <laughs> Very, yeah. I think there'll be some twists and turns, for sure. You know, that top six potentially isn't cemented. But at the moment, I can't see anybody outside of it breaking in. I don't think the depths of squads are there. No. Um, and I don't think, you know, anyone's going to make any major signings that's going to affect that. I think the only place that might be a bit vulnerable would be sixth. I think maybe Spurs could slip out and a Wolves or an Everton could sli- could slide in. Um, mm-hmm. But other than that, I think it's pretty solidified, to be honest. Yeah. Should we, Should we um, move on to the other predictions? Yeah, let's move on to the old golden boot then. This is a tricky one. Um, <laughs> I found picking this exceptionally difficult given how you know, tight we've seen it in the last couple of seasons. There's been a goal splitting two or three players. But who have you gone for? Uh, so, I was torn between quite a few players, to be honest. Um, but I've gone Anthony Martial. Wow. Um, there you go. <laughs> bit, of a, bit of a curveball. Woo! I did not see that coming. So, he's going to have a whole season of Bruno Fernandes feeding him, uh, putting balls on a plate for him. And I think his confidence has grown so much since last season. I think he loves playing through the middle. He scored 17 last season. I think with a whole season of Bruno feeding him, I think he'll be getting 20 plus. Um, And obviously he'll need about 20, 23 to probably win the golden boot. Mm. And I think he's capable. I think with an improved Man United team, which they are, I think he, he, and he's, it's all going to go, go through him essentially. I think he, he, he's going to win the golden boot. Wow. I think his, uh, his competition is a Bamiang mainly, uh, maybe Salah as well. I think obviously potentially people are not talking about Salah enough because it's just mm. kind of a foregone conclusion that he's going to do well. But I could quite easily see Salah winning it as well, to be honest. But um, yeah, I've picked Martial, which is a bit of a, a, bit of a curveball. Yeah, it's, um, he's a player that I think is going slightly under the radar, which is weird. But I think his positional change to a striker and pricing him at nine million. I know, obviously, United blank um, game week one, um, but I'm not seeing a lot of talk within the Twitter bubble to say of people bringing Martial in. There's a lot of talk about, oh yeah, I'll have Greenwood to start with, or I'll be bringing in Bruno. But I haven't seen a lot saying, you know, Martial, and perhaps that's because it's quite difficult to. Are, are we really going to go jump off of the likes of Werner or Rings if they're firing onto a Martial? So we'll have to see, but I think yeah, you've probably got it right that um, he's going to score goals this season. It's inevitable. I have gone for Sergio Aguero. Okay, yeah, that's this okay. is 
purely on the basis that I need the fucker to stay fit. Because I was going to say, if, I didn't because of injuries. <laughs> yeah, if, if he stays fit, then Aguero is a 20-plus goal season. And I think Man City need him to stay fit as well. Because if he does, and obviously he's got the likes of Sterling, KDB, Mares kind of feeding him, they, they could run away with it. You know, they, we saw last season they smashed what, Watford 8-0. I can see a few massive results this season if they've got that front four or five firing. And I think Aguero will be key. He just needs to stay fit, which he hasn't for the past two, three seasons now. And I know he's, he's yeah. not getting any younger. But I really hope he does. I, I, I really want to bring Sergio Aguero in at 10.5 million. I know we've spoken about it so many goddamn times, but it's a fucking bargain. Like, yeah. I never, nobody would have thought they'd see the day where Aguero is 10.5 million. No, exactly. And that's why he's in my thoughts for game week two. Currently, he's in my plans to be brought in. Uh, mm. Jamie Vardy upgraded to so. Aguero. Yeah. Um, so, Golden Glove, I think, yeah. again, picked a bit of a surprising pick here. I've actually gone for Alisson uh, of Liverpool. He missed a decent amount of the season last season uh, due to injury, but he's still got 13 clean sheets. I think had he been playing the games where obviously Adrian played, Obviously, Adrian didn't keep too many clean sheets, but I think Allison would have got a few more clean sheets there. I think he he, um, he has the potential to be the Golden Glove for next season. Providing I don't, safe. I don't think I need to say any more because I've also gone for Allison. All oh, right, okay. <laughs> yeah, for those very reasons, I think had he been fit from the start, obviously he got injured. What game week one last season? Yeah, had he been fit for those eight nine games that he missed out on. Uh, he, he'd run away with a golden glove. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, I can see Liverpool keeping a lot of clean sheets this season. The other player I considered, um, and it's more Mourinho's tactics um, than anything, was Hugo Lloris. I think Spurs will keep a lot more clean sheets this season. They may That's win games yeah. 1-0, 2-0, you know. But, yeah, I've gone Alisson. Okay. Should we go through our, the players we think will be the highest FPL scorers in each position? Yes, go for it. Uh, so for goalkeeper, bit of a uh, wild pick here as well. I've, got, I've actually gone Ramsdale. Oh, wow, I think okay. he will have a decent combination of saves, bonus and clean sheets. So I think where Alisson will get clean sheets, Ramsdale will be getting clean sheets, saves and bonus. Whereas I don't think Alisson will. The, the bonus will go to Alexander-Arnold, Salah, Mane, that kind of, those kind of players. Whereas Ramsdale might get in on the bonus. So, Ramsdale's my pick for goalkeeper. Um, for me, I've gone Hugo Lloris as a top goalkeeper point scorer. I think for the reasons that I spoke about before, I think they'll keep clean sheets. And Tottenham are obviously susceptible to conceding more shots on goal. So, he should be picking up save points. And in doing so, if they keep clean sheets, I can see him and Dyer getting bonus. He got a few bonus points last season. So, yeah, yeah I, think, I think Lloris could be up there in terms of a, a goalkeeper. Yeah, that's a reasonable shout, I'd say. Um, defender for me, um, same same as this season. I've gone Alexander-Arnold. I was going to say, do we even need to predict this one? <laughs> you can't really uh, look anywhere else, to be honest, with his uh, free kicks, uh, corners, just 
general goals, assists, his play, well, mainly assists, isn't it? He loves he loves a good assist, um, and obviously the clean sheets as well. You forget that he still gets the clean sheets, to be honest. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you kind of see him more as a midfielder, don't you? So. Yeah, yeah. You think about his attacking returns, you don't really think about the clean sheets, um, yeah. but he does still get them, and I think yeah, he'll he'll be top again, to be honest. Agreed. Yeah, I think Robbo will push him, but I think Trent will uh, inevitably come out on top. Yeah. Midfield or Bamiang for me? Okay, yep. Is that the same for you? No, I've gone Ooh. KDB. Okay. I think De Bruyne will uh, retain his title as being the top midfield goal scorer, um, point scorer. I guess what he does have is the sheer amount of assists he gets, yeah. and, as well as the goals, whereas Bamiang's mainly goals. So I think, I think yeah, that's not, that's not a bad shout as well. Um, no, but I think... The re- reclassification of Aubameyang means he has the potential to be top top scorer of midfielders. I think. Yep. No. no I, th- I think uh, it'll be tight. Aubameyang could quite easily easily get there. Okay. So for forward, uh, no surprise after my golden boot pick, I've put Martial. No surprise after my golden boot pick, I've put Aguero. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. That that uh, rounds it off nicely. I think it does. Yeah. Uh, shall we? Briefly discuss our drafts? Yeah, yeah, why not? I think it'd be uh, good for the listeners to kind of see our thinking and where we're at at the moment. Uh, disclaimer that these are by no means set in stone. So when we come to, you know, pod after this game week, um, which actually, coming on to that, might be Sunday this week, um, which we'll touch on towards the end of the pod. But, yeah, I think we can look at the drafts and uh, have a laugh and maybe discuss where we're struggling a little bit. I'll let you share your screen first for the benefit of those people uh, watching on YouTube. You can see your drafts now. Uh, can you enable it for me, Matthew? <laughs> oh, God, yes. Yeah, no problem. Uh, if I, I was trying to message you in the uh, chat function. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> I got to love when you've got some technicals. There we go. Sorry for our podcast listeners there. Um, we'll <laughs> now dive into our, 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 our team. Nice. So that's my team. Uh, as, as it stands, I'm still tinkering. Uh, Suchek's kind of a placeholder at the moment, depending on his uh, condition, uh, COVID-wise. Um, but the news of Callum Wilson signing for Newcastle meant he went straight into my team. Before that, uh, it was different based on the last pod, it was, uh, I had Mitrovic there at 6 million, as opposed to Rodrigo. Yep. So for, for the benefit of those listening, do you want to run through from goalkeeper to forward? Because obviously they can't Yeah, yeah no, that's a bit of a better structure. So um, <laughs> I'll go I'll go from a goalkeeper. So the, I've got the Brighton goalkeepers in goal. That's Matt Ryan, 4.5. And uh, Walton at 4 million. Um, so if Ryan doesn't play, then you've got his number two. Uh, instead of Button, obviously the new new boy coming in. In defence, I've got four million Mitchell may upgrade him with uh, money moving around. Um, have a player that's more kind of nailed on to start. Like he may get rotated. He's uh, he's only new to the team, um, so I'd prefer to have a four point five in there rather than a four four million. But he's in there at the moment. I've got Eiling. I think he'll be a great attacking. Asset at 4.5. He's 
gets got a decent amount of assists for for Leeds in the championship. Um, I think he's potentially being overlooked by some players. I think he well talked about in the FPL Twitter community, but I don't think many casuals will have him in their team other than mm-hmm. Leeds fans. Um, so he's currently in my draft. Tierney, I think, is a great shout at 5.5. I think if you're looking at it on stats, you wouldn't put him in your team. But having watched him last season and the way he was looking for Arsenal and especially the back end of the last season, I think he's going to be involved in a decent amount of assists. Yep. Um, so that's why he's in my team. And as I think Arsenal are going to be stronger at the back than they've been in previous years. Trent at the moment may change to Robbo, but um, I think Trent, as we mentioned earlier, is the best defender in the game. So he's in my team. Carl Walker-Peters, best 4.5 in the game, in my opinion, in terms of defence. Agreed. Moving into midfield, we've got Aubameyang, Salah, Suchek, San Maximin and Dean Garner. Oh, okay. So, yeah, (laughs) the plan is to rotate potentially those play two or three or even just one of those 5.5 players. So I'll be on fixtures. I might bench a Dean Garner and play some maximum Suchek or I might, and then obviously play an extra defender. Um, but I'll be strict. I'll be sticking with the free strikers I've picked most weeks. So it's either going to be a free, four, three or a four, three, three, probably most weeks. Um, so up front, I have Callum Wilson, the new boy from new for Newcastle. Jamie Vardy and Danny Ings. I think Callum Wilson will have a similar season to what he had two seasons ago. I think, as mentioned earlier, I think he, especially at his price, I thought it was going to be 7 million or 7.5. So to see him at 6.5, I was quite happy. And that's why he's straight in my team. I think he's a better option than Mitrovic. Yeah, I think he's been priced exceptionally well. That's um... my I'll I'll stop I'll stop sharing. Uh, what you touched on there um, with your rotating five point fives, I think, is something that I think we're going to see from a lot of people. Is uh, it is tricky, you know, obviously with those premium assets, and a lot of people are wanting to get in three strikers now. So, mm. kind of, you're you're immediately spending twenty four million if you have uh, Salah and Aubameyang. So you, exactly. you've got to spread your funds somehow. And I think there's some decent options at that price point, to be honest. I would even have Armstrong, but I think it would be overkill on Saints because I'd have three Saints players. I'd have a whole core of Carl Walker-Peters, Armstrong and Ings, and that's too much for me. Um, yeah, well, uh, I think those of you doing an Ings and Adams double up is, is a bit risky as well. I'd advise against that. I'd pick one or the other. I'd either take a risk with Adams or just have Ings. Okay. Well, um, hold that thought because you're about to see what I've got. <laughs> 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 so, uh, oh, wow, you've done this fine. If I quickly go into transfers, then you can see that the whole bunch. So, I'm, at the moment, I'm keeping a million in the bank. Um, so, I have gone purely for the basis that I'm following the mighty button. I've gone yeah, Johnston. I've gone Johnston and Button um, as my goalkeepers. Uh, Mainly on the basis that you know West Brom are going, West Brom West Brom are going to um, concede a lot of shots, so Johnson could pick up save points. At, at the moment, oh, I didn't really want to triple up on Brighton, so uh, I've mm. gone Johnson and Button and West Brom. To be honest, I thought about that goalkeeper pairing. Um, I still may change to that goalkeeper pairing. I just think Brighton will 
be better defensively than West Brom, but we'll see. Yeah. Uh, my back five uh, is Ailing, uh, Trent, obviously. Uh, I've gone Jamal Assel, um, Walker Peters, and Eric Dyer. I think Dyer will be a BPS magnet, as spoken about previously for um, Spurs. Five million is an easy way in. Um, I, I do want to maybe see how Doherty gets on, but at the moment, Dyer's in there. Um, obviously, a million cheaper. KWP, I think, best, best 4.5 in the game. Um, and LaSalle, which I'll touch on later. You know, we've got a question about 4.5s, but I think he's been underlooked. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Mid, midfield, I've gone Abamyang, Basuma, Salah, St. Maximin, and Armstrong. Basuma is solely in there as a 4.5 player that I know will play for Brighton, but I'm not expecting points from. Um, I'm keeping money in the bank because I want to kind of hedge my bets and maybe move elsewhere. But for now, he's just in there as a placeholder. And then well, up top, I've gone Werner, DCL, and Ings. So I really hope that DCL bit pick back for us. <laughs> oh, man. I've, I've gone Calvert-Lewin. Um, he was in since this morning, obviously, when uh, reading about Everton, seeing the signs they've made. I just think DCL has now become an option, personally. Uh, and it's seven million. Like, I did. I completely forgot that he was priced a million cheaper than Richarlison. So I think Richarlison will still probably play out on the left. Uh, DCL most likely is the uh, the forward uh, runner of the that kind of front. Essentially, is going to be what front four. So, you know, people are going to be feeding him. And at 7 million, I've jumped on. Um, it gives me, you know, scope to move elsewhere if it doesn't pay off and I've got money in the bank to maybe downgrade him and then upgrade a midfielder and whatnot. But yeah, th that's me for, my, uh, for now. Okay, yeah, it's Vernon that I'm worried about. I want him in my team, but he's not in my team. Um, I think that's a decent front three. Uh, it'd be interesting to see how DCL pans out. Um, mm. I think obviously he's got improved service now. So as mentioned earlier in, in this podcast, um, I think he may become more of an option. And especially at that price point, I think he's quite accessible. Yeah, agreed. Uh, and I, I want Werner like at the moment. I think he's almost 48% owned. And the last thing that I want is for him to score two goals first game week of the season. And I don't own him. So he's, yeah, he's... One of four, maybe five that are 100% locked, but I can't see me tweaking too much from this. Yeah. I've spent okay. enough time doing fucking draft after draft now, and it's... No, yeah. Yeah. So I think, you know, you're never going to get it right for game week one, are you? Like, no, nobody does. Whoever is top for game week one will not win fantasy football. So yeah, very true. We, we just have to kind of hit and hope, and um, it's going to be tricky. Obviously, we've got the issues of COVID and players are you know testing positive and there's going to be you know, suspensions and all that stuff so we're just going to have to wait and see but yeah, yeah maybe maybe don't make your bench too weak uh, yeah. i think is the advice i'd give there on covid agreed I, I think i've that's part of the reason why i've stayed away from four million pound defenders for instance um, yeah. yeah and i've thrown in the 4.5 that i think will start uh, because I, I strongly believe other than Button. I've got 14 starters, and I think that's what you're going to need uh, to start the season. Shall we go through some of the many questions we have? Yeah, I know. Thank you very much to everybody that submitted one. We've got quite a few to get through, so uh, we can – let me just quickly stop sharing. There we go. Right. Right. 
on to questions. We have a question from Dane Russo. So, um, which duo is more likely to get your points? Is it ASM and Ings, or is it Son and Adams slash Rodrigo? So, for those of you uh, listening, uh, ASM is Alain Saint-Maximin, uh, just in case you're not aware of the abbreviation. Um, <laughs> and I think ASM and Ings is the duo most likely to get the most points. I think the arrival of Callum Wilson actually improves ASM as an option. I think he's going to get more assists as he's got people finishing off his uh, his crosses, his passes. Whereas Joel Linton is probably twatting it 20 foot into the stands. <laughs> so I think yeah. um, I think ASM innings for me. Yep, yeah, no, I agree. I think um, I've seen quite a lot of teams with Adams. Uh, but I think... Although he's a good option, he, he won't match Ings in terms of his goals. So, um, yeah, for me, it'll be St. Maximin and Ings. Yeah, great question, Dane. Uh, thanks for sending that in. Uh, so, question two. Yeah, as always, the ever-present runner at nine. <laughs> You'll love Thank that. You. Um, Green... So he starts off, did Greenwood and Foden bag you? Uh, I can confirm that me and James were not the two females that were in their bedroom. Um, so moving on, would you avoid the former, the aforementioned, if sanctions are potentially incoming? And he's cheekily then thrown in a second bloody question saying, early transfers before the game week one ends, are they worth the risk in order to avoid price rises? So start with the first point. So for me, yeah, I am now avoiding Greenwood. I think it's put me off him. Uh, I'm not even sure like, if, he's, yeah, if there's going to be any potential suspensions or if he's going to be benched or even not in the team at all because of it. We don't know what Solskjaer's uh, response is going to be to it. And it's just generally put me off him. Uh, so he's actually now out of my team and I'm using those funds elsewhere, as you've seen in my uh, draft. Uh, I think I'll answer the second point as well. I think, uh, pe- personally, if you're right about price rises, I think the best thing to do is have a bit of money in the bank so then you can still make that move to get a KDB or a, a United asset. I think just make sure you have enough in the bank, at least a 0.5 in the bank, to give you that money to play with, to upgrade, say, a, a 9 mil player to a 9.1 mil player if, if they have risen. Yeah, no, that seems fair, I think. Although they're they're well priced, I don't think Foden is is guaranteed as some people make him out to be for City anyway. Oh, um, I'd agree with that. Yeah, I and think, then um... obviously I know that that Greenwood um, I think starts for United. I don't think uh, he'll be sanctioned by his club. He's came out. He's apologised. Uh, he'll take it. But for me, you know, I think uh, it's probably not worth starting with him at the start, um, beginning of the season anyway. Um, I think a lot of people have been more inclined to go Bruno. Um, you know, obviously the, the movement from Salah and whatnot. On to the second point, I think, like like you've touched on, you keep some money in the bank. For me at the moment, I've kept a million. That could be half a million, but I think that's going to be key because the last thing you want is to miss out. Um, essentially, at the start of the season, point one becomes point five because, you know, everybody's priced at not point zero or not point five of a, a value. So if they move up by 0.1, you're either having to downgrade somebody to get that value or you can't upgrade. So for me, uh, keep keep 0.5 in the bank and then uh, it's a little bit of a safety net. Yeah, agreed. 
Um, shall we move on to our next question? So, yeah. Sent um, in by my uh, my brother Martin. Uh, Martin, he's asked, "Where do you see Leeds finishing this season?" He's asked that because he he is a Leeds fan. Um, uh, I'm a Southampton fan, uh, so that's because my dad's from Leeds, so uh, he's also a Leeds fan. Uh, but I've uh, chose the team of my uh, birthplace, uh, Southampton. Good man. Um, I, I think I think we've touched on this, haven't we? Really. Uh, we yeah, both gave our predictions earlier. I've gone twelfth, and you've gone fifteenth. So, yeah, that pretty much answers that. It does. Um, we got a, a question in from FPL Ballbag. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I love his name. I really do. Uh, what available resources or tools do you guys use to make your decisions on players? I currently use FFH. So, for those that aren't aware, that's Fantasy Football Hub, and I'm also a patron of FPL General. Yeah, for me, I uh, I use Ben Crellin for fixtures and Ben Dinnery, ben Dinnery for injuries. I'm sure as Famous most people on Twitter do. Um, if you're not on Twitter, I'd recommend uh, getting Twitter purely for these two. I think they are essential when it comes to uh, your FPL team. Um, the injury news from Ben is so valuable, as is the fixture planners and all the work he does in in Excel uh, for Ben Crellin. Yeah, uh, I think. No, I think uh, I... FPL and Twitter in general uh, moves as a bit of a herd so I do take everything I read with a bit of a pinch of salt and make my own judgement on it I what just because someone's saying something with it or, like authority or conviction doesn't mean they're right I think you've got to have your own your own thoughts on it uh, maybe don't react to their information straight away digest it take it in from a few different sources um, I'm currently not subscribed to any resources or patrons. Uh, I mainly focus on the info provided on Twitter, but I do. I am increasing the amount of sort of podcasts and YouTube videos I listen to just to get a, a different a different view. I think uh, you can never have too much information. No, no, I agree. Um, for me, yeah, the, the, the two famous bands. If, if you're on Twitter and you're not following them, what you're doing? Um, but. I'm a member of Fantasy Football Hub, um, and I'm also a patron of Planet FPL. I think you know the, the content that they go, those guys put out is incredible. So I, I, I had to become a patron. Um, and then for Fantasy Football Hub, I think the articles and stuff are brilliant. But I primarily signed up to the Fantasy Football Hub for their Sky Planner this season. Obviously, we're both starting to trial Sky. I know we've not touched on it much, but I think it's because we're both quite new. Um, so we're yeah. still learning, and I don't think there's much point in talking about something that we're not 100% on just yet but they provide a planner um, and it's it's so good if yeah basically I'd say it's the the Ben Crellin version of FPL for Sky FF it's it's an incredible planner so if you're on Fantasy Football Hub I'd recommend that if you're doing Sky FF um, moving on to the the fifth question from FPL Dronic he's also set up a new pod which I think is worth uh, giving a listen he's a, he's a very good lad um, I'm considering dropping Salah and spreading that 12 million out between other areas. This does mean I might not get Fernandez in the future or have Salah. Do you think I need at least one? Uh, well, Dronik, uh, I don't think you need Salah or Fernandez. Uh, providing you spent well on the alternatives that are out there, so the likes of a Bamiang, Bardi, a KDB, or an Aguero, those are equally wise investments, I think. You obviously you can't have everyone, and I think no one player 
is particularly essential to use a mm. cliche. I'd say you need maybe one Liverpool fullback, be it Robertson or Trent, and one of the United key assets such as Greenwood, Martial or Bruno. But other than that, I think um, you don't have to have Salah and Fernandes. I only have Salah and I won't have Salah as planned after game week two or Fernandes. Um, and I think my team will be okay without them. Yeah, I think you've, you've touched on it. The term like need and essential, I think it's... it's... It's ridiculous um, in this game. You know, no, nobody knows what's going to happen. I don't think you need any player um, in particular. Mm. For me, well, you, yeah, yeah, I think it's good to maybe start with Salah if if you can, and then move off because he's at that the highest price point. So anybody that you go to from there, providing that it's not Aubameyang, you can move down to Bruno, KDB, Sterling, and you're, you're making a saving. So yeah. if, if you do have the money maybe go with him for that first game, game week one, game week two, and then downgrade if you don't particularly want to stay on him. Well, there was that guy that was like in the top thousand that was like an Everton fan and didn't have any Liverpool players in his team. Yeah, um, it's, po- it's, it's possible to do. So. Says it all, doesn't it? It does. Um, final question before we then wrap up. Uh, this is from FPL Red Arrow. Is KWP the only safe 4.5 defensive option? Importantly, why are the options show shit this year at 4.5? Vent over. Well, uh, I'd say he's not the only 4.5 defensive option, but he is certainly the best one. Uh, that's why he's in my team. Um, yeah, I think there are more options. I think you've got the likes of Charlie Taylor, um, at Burnley from Gay Week 2. You've got, I think Matt Target will actually get maybe a couple of assists um, at that price point. I think maybe a better option than target would be Luke Island. Um, another great 4.5 d- d- defensive option that's currently in my team. Um, yeah. I think we'll also see some 4.5s emerge throughout the year that we've potentially overlooked. Yeah, no, I'm not, I'm not a huge fan of Matt Target. You know, he's he, he obviously an ex-Saint, but I just worry about Villa this season and I don't think he's as attacking as some people think he is. Um, and for me, obviously, Justin is another one at 4.5. But I think he's a transfer waiting to happen, particularly with the news that, you know, Pereira has started uh, easing back into training. So he's due back beginning of October. So maybe, you know, three to four game weeks in, you're going to have to start transferring Justin out. Yeah, that's why he uh, exited my draft. I think I was mainly just zoomed in on the fact that he had West Brom for game yeah. week one. Likewise, for me, I've I've moved from obviously um, Justin onto Jamal Lasell, which you've seen, because I think Lasell is going under the radar. Newcastle's first fourteen games, I think they're a good bunch of fixtures. Um, and obviously, with the additions moving forwards, if Bruce sets them up and potentially that, I think it's four four two, they they may well rotate that formation given the, the signings that they've made, but. I think Lasalle, he's just he's a really good defender in my opinion. Um, he'll pick up bonus points. You know, he's got the odd goal in him, which we've seen before as well. So I, yeah, I've that's very true. I've stuck him in at four and a half million. I think he'll stay there for now. I think I think he's a fair shout, and I think having having seen Newcastle strengthen uh, is tempting for me to put him in. But I'd be going triple Newcastle, hmm. and again, I don't want to triple up on players. I think we mentioned this on earlier pods. 
that uh, at the start of the season we shouldn't be tripling up on assets. Admittedly, you've gone against that. I have. I've gone triple Saints. I think triple Saints is too hard to ignore. I know I'm obviously <laughs> slightly going my heart over my head as well, but I think you know KWP, Armstrong, and Ings—they're both at brilliant price points for me. So, should we um, look to wrap up then, mate? Because I see we've gone on far too fucking long. And yeah, we have. We've <laughs> as uh, always, but it's a lengthy one. But I think we enjoyed doing the predictions. Oh yeah, no, it's something that I think we'll look back on at the end of the season and have a laugh about as well. And I'm really interested to see how well we've done in our uh, Premier League prediction. Yeah, I think we'll do a, a pod, a video at the end of the season just to look back on this and see yeah. how good or bad our predictions were. Agreed. Well, uh, let's wrap up there. Uh, once again, thanks everybody for you know listening and uh, providing your questions. As always, we're on YouTube and Twitter um, as The Season Keepers, obviously available on places such as Spotify. We've now sorted out our Google podcasts, so that's good. You know, those Android users can get on there. We're on Apple, uh, Pocket Casts, and a few various others. They're all available in our link tree. Um, like, share, subscribe, comment as much as you want, guys. And uh, it's been a pleasure talking to you, James. Bye-bye. All right, see you guys later. <laughs>